0: Welcome to the Antioch Initiative Podcast, a podcast that focuses on the unreached of the world and seeing the Great Commission completed in our generation.
1: We are continuing a series of podcasts connected with Run for the Unreached. Run for the Unreached is an advocacy run for people groups in the world which still do not have access to the good news of Christ. We're hosting the on-site event this year in Bloomington, Minnesota on Saturday, April 9th, but we're also hosting the event virtually all over the world. And today's podcast is specifically being produced for use by virtual participants as they run or walk wherever they're located. There's still time to register for this virtual event, and you may do so by going to our website, theantiochinitiative.com, and then selecting the Run for the Unreached tab on the site. Please join us as we run or walk for the unreached. The content of this podcast features updates from Jeff, who serves in East Africa. Jeff shares some encouraging testimonies from Africa, including a story about how modest modesty often matters in Muslim cultures and how God still uses dreams today. Jeff also lets us know how we can pray for Africa's unreached. So let's go ahead and head to our interview with Jeff. Hi, right, today we have the privilege of talking with Jeff from Africa. And Jeff is the Live Dead coordinator for that part of the world, and has some amazing stories to tell us today about what God is doing in Africa. Jeff, thanks for joining us today.
0: Thanks, Nick. It's my
1: pleasure. I'm excited to be with you guys. So Jeff, please uh, tell us uh, some of the things that God is doing in Africa. Um, you oversee a diff- lot of different teams that are there. What, what are some things that God is doing?
0: Yeah, so one of the great things about being overseas is you you get a context, right? And you, you get So for us, we serve on a little island, East Africa, and we see what God is doing in our context. And so that's not what, as you are listening to this, like, you know, your context, you know, what God is doing uh, in your life and in your sphere of influence. And as we look broader across Africa, the stories I want to share with you guys, I'm going to share from one context, but they're happening in every other context. Um, I work with a group called Live Dead. And live dead we we've got about eight teams in africa right now we're, we're trying to launch some more teams and because we we just value god's glory amongst the unreached and yeah. we know that as god's gospel god's gospel goes forth people respond and so i want to share some stories of just of how that works and so um in our context in our country unreached people group completely muslim we got there uh, about 10 years ago and we First thing, we just got to figure out a way to stay, and we know we knew going in that God promises promises us His presence. We knew that, right. and so we were excited to say, "Hey, what, how how does this look? What, what does God's presence look like as we leave everything we know behind and go amongst the unreached?" And so we've, we we got to figure out a business or a, a, a way to stay in the country, and so we do that. And you know, I'm not a business person. I love Jesus. I love business. I support businesses because my wife buys lots of things. Um, Just kidding if (laughs) she ever listens to this. Um, But uh, how does that work? And we're like, Jesus, we we just need you in this. And so we tried to set up a business. We we got this pamphlet from the Chamber of Commerce, and on it it says, "Set up your business in seventy-two hours." And I'm like, that sounds great. Like this is the pamphlet for me. So. We tried to set up this business and we tried to set up an adult English education center. And I will tell you, Nick, that after two years, we got that thing set up. So if you're a math major or you just like math, we were like 17,000 plus hours behind what the pamphlet said.
1: Um, <laughs> so
0: we're going to offices and we get dead ends. We get people telling us no, and we just can't get this thing set up. And so finally I end up in this office, uh, Ministry of Education, and this guy welcomes me in, um, shakes my hand, and then just starts yelling at me in the local language. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I've done my due diligence in trying to learn the language. I think I know what he's saying, but man, I didn't even need to understand language to know that this guy was not happy. And so he just yells at me for five minutes. You guys are the worst, whatever, whatever, whatever. He was basically talking actually about Western women and how they're immodest and stuff like that. And he's like, I'm going to become president someday. And when I become president, I'm putting a wardrobe or a big closet at the airport. And I'm making sure that that women dress appropriately and they stop causing our men to stumble. And I'm like, I have no idea how this correlates to why I'm here. Um, And I'm sitting there like, how can I get out of this? What do I do? Um, And after five minutes, he looks at me, gets a big smile on his face and says, you guys, you're different. And I'm like, yes, we are. I have no idea why still. But he's like, "I've, I've been watching you guys for years, for years. He's like, you, you're women. I'm like, okay, first off, not my women. But he's like, you're women. He's like, all the American women here. They dress modestly, they dress conservatively, they wear long skirts, they wear the, the shawls around their shoulders. Um, you guys honor us and you respect us. And we all watch you guys and we know that. And so he's like, how can I help you today? And I'm like, oh, praise the Lord, this has gone well. And uh, so I explained, listen, we need this this government, this paperwork so that we can start our business. And he's like, listen, you normally we give you a two year agreement and we watch it for two years And then at the end of two years, if you're doing what you say you're doing, we'll give you the permanent one. He's like, but I'm going to be honest. I have no idea who's going to be in this job two years from now. There's a government change coming up and I love you guys. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you your temporary one right now for two years. And I'm going to give you your permanent one right now. Um, And I walked out of the office that day with all our paperwork needed to set up a business so that our CP team, our church planting team could be in the country. And it was just this reminder that God is faithful to us. And he, he is with us every step of the way, no matter how far outside of our comfort zone, no matter how much it's in our wheelhouse or not in our wheelhouse, um, this was just not something I was good at. But God superintended that journey. Yeah. Um, and that was one aspect of it. But that aspect laid a foundation for an entire team to get in the country. So today, we all have visas. Like My wife and I are sitting on 10-year visas. Wow. A couple other team members are as well. So like, that's just not an issue for us. But that faithfulness in this component yeah, Let our entire team to realize God's gonna be faithful through all of it. So now, as we start seeing people come to the Lord, we've seen a handful of people come to the Lord. We're, we still see these stories of how God is over all this. We've seen multiple people have dreams, and some of those people have come to faith, and some haven't. We have this one lady; she is, I mean, she's got to be eighty-five years old plus, and she lived next to one of our team members, and she had a dream, and, and our team member went and greeted her one morning, and. And said, hey, how you doing? Did you wake up well? And she's like, you know, I'm not doing that great. I had this horrible dream. I had this dream last night. And in the dream, um, it just bothered my spirit. And she's like, I'd like you to, in- the, the old lady said, I'd like you to interpret the dream for me. And our team member was like, okay, uh-huh. that's not my comfort zone. That's not my my skill set. And But the lady was like, our team member was like, you know what? Have at it. Tell me the dream, and I'll see if I can interpret it for you. Because you know, God sometimes will help us interpret dreams. Oh yeah. So she tells, she tells her the dream, and the dream the grandmother had was I saw this I saw this this picture of the world, and the world was evil, and God looked at the world and was angry with the world, so He sent a flood. But He didn't. He, he, so He flooded the whole world, but not everyone died because He had this one family who built a boat and they survived. And i have no idea what god is saying to me but i feel like he wants to tell me something and what is it and so our team member got so excited and was like hey look i know exactly what that dream means that dream is a story from the bible and talked about righteousness and what it means to be righteous before a holy god and this this old grandma she took that and she internalized it she has not given her life to the lord yet but we've seen other people who have had dreams and have given their lives to the Lord. But it reminds us that, you know, we're faithful with evangelism. We're faithful with our Christian identity, but God is the one who pursues and his spirit just keeps going forth. And we have no idea when we wake up in the morning, what we're going to face in a day, because we have no idea exactly how the spirit's been at work. But so that's encouraging to us. Um, And then as we move from believers to churches, it's the same thing. Like in our context, we just lost the leader of, of our little, our little, not really a house church, but like, it's becoming a house church. It's li- this little group of believers and the local guy, um, he got a scholarship and he traveled and we're just sitting there. We're like, Lord, what is going on? Like we've been pouring into this guy. He's pouring into seekers and people who have come to faith and like, Jesus, what, what sense does this make? But right. th- about a week after this guy travels another guy who had ju- who's a newer believer a year, year and a half, steps up and says, Hey, I'll host it and I'll lead it because this is too important to rest on that one man. And we're sitting there and we're like, God, you, you really do have every ounce of this in your hands Amen. and you are superintending it. You're over it. You're empowering it. And I'll be honest, Nick, it's just, it's just a privilege to be part of it. Amen. It's just, it's, it's an honor to, to be able to be over there and to watch. And yes, we try to show up every day, but we, we are not tricked into thinking this depends on us. We, we just love that the Lord keeps reminding us, hey, it's not our power. It's not our might. It's, it's his spirit. Um, yeah. And so we're excited about that. And again, this is a story in my context. These, these same stories, different details, um, but same general idea of the Lord is planting his church and right. he's doing it amongst all sorts of unreached people groups all over. And Africa is an exciting place right now.
1: That is amazing. I, uh, I just, I love the, how that your team's modesty, you know, God used that honored that to help, uh, <laughs> open a door for such an amazing visa. That's just a, a just a, that's hard for us in the West to, uh, grasp because our culture is so different, but, um, that's powerful. And then that dream, yeah, the dream interpretation is not something that many, uh, we in the West, uh, you know, from a secular background anyway, uh, think about dreams being that way. But much of the world, including this Muslim world, really values dreams in the Bible. Definitely dreams are very valuable. And that's just amazing how God leveraged that, your team member. And I'm, yeah, those are amazing stories. And then, yeah, how God, like you're, sounds like you're, you know, at a point of really frustration of what are we going to do with this guy leaves, leaves the area. And then God provides another way to see the church move forward. That's just, those are powerful. Um, Those are so faithful. And, You know, we during this, um, as we're listening to these testimonies, um, building up our faith um, and we know that God wants to do so much more in Africa. So, Jeff, if you would help us to know how how can we pray and how should we pray uh, as we're praying for Africa and for the people in Africa who still need access to the gospel? What are some some specific prayer requests that you can give us that we can pray for?
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. And friends, do not underestimate prayer. Like I, I firmly believe that someday we'll, we'll be in heaven and Jesus is going to pull back this curtain. We'll, 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 we'll see how the prayers of the church globally influence when these old ladies or these young men have these dreams. And so like, we don't see it now, but do not give up praying wherever you are uh, and whatever you're up to in life right now, keep praying. And so the, the first ask I have is ask that us as a team and, and that us as a church, those, even, even those of you who are listening to this, that we would be faithful on this journey, right? We know God will be faithful. We know that God's going to do his part, that God's spirit is going to keep pursuing people, that God's word is going to keep going forth. But I, I just ask that you would pray that we would be faithful. And so that means praying for our team and, and for yourselves. What role do you play? What role do we play? Sometimes it's showing up, sometimes it's getting out of the way. Sometimes it's praying. Sometimes it's going out of our, it's often going out of our comfort zone, but just pray that, that we, as, as God's people would be faithful, uh, on this journey to seeing the church planted.
1: Amen. Yeah. So we're going to, um, pause us two or three seconds here after each time that, um, Jeff gives a prayer request. So if you're listening, if you want to, um, to, you can pause your player, Uh, but yeah, we're praying for God to help us to be faithful right now. Thank you.
0: All right, let me give you a second prayer point. In Africa, there's a lot of places where I would say we are just on the cusp of seeing the church planted. We, we've seen people come to the Lord. Those people are in, in little groups, but those groups maybe don't meet the hallmarks of what a church is with, with fellowship and, and prayer and worship and, and generosity and love and, and some of these things and that, that commitment to each other. They're committed to the Lord, but not as much to each other. So would you just stand with us in prayer that God would take these, these groups or these individuals and just take them to that next step of becoming these first churches in, in these unreached contexts. And then last, I'd like you to ask, I'd like to ask you guys to pray with us. um, in the near future, I mean, Africa's got so many unreached people groups, hundreds with no gospel witness. So we're identifying uh, about five or so that in the next few years, we'd really like to see uh, church planting teams established. And so we've got three that are really in process, and two that they're on the board, but we're, we're much further down the road. And so we need leaders for these. We need team members. We need a- access points. Um, we just we need to be led by God's spirit. H- how best do we engage um, in these unreached areas? And so, you know, what works in my context, maybe a spin-off of it works in another context. Maybe it's something totally different. So we want to be open to however the Lord leads. We don't want to put the Lord in the box, um, but there are definite needs with people and leaders and just uh, access points to get into these locations. So would you pray with us as we try and launch uh, new church planting teams amongst the unreached in Africa?
1: Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, Jeff, thank you. Is is there, is there um, anything else you'd like to share or add as we're getting ready to to finalize, um, uh, you know, close out this this podcast edition?
0: Friends, just stay excited, stay hopeful, stay engaged in what God is doing amongst the nations. If you guys are discouraged with maybe your context right now seems overwhelming or what, just keep your eyes up because God is doing a wonderful thing, and in so many, so much of the world has doom and gloom. We, as followers of Jesus, we are filled with hope. We are filled with joy, and we are ready to be part and do whatever God asks of us. So, just Amen. being.
1: Amen. Thank you so much, Jeff, for being with us on the podcast today, for helping us to pray for the unreach in Africa. May God bless um, the rest of your week and everything you guys are doing uh, to reach out in that part of the world.
0: My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Antioch Initiative podcast. To keep up with future episodes, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow our social media handles at the Antioch Initiative to stay up to date on all future content.